tucked away somewhere, but a scan couldn't sub for a handwritten letter. Cordova needed the original, with its ink and fingerprints and all, to have any real leverage. A copy, no matter how close to the original, was not the real deal and could be dismissed as a clever fake. He looked down at the pile of damning evidence. Some of these folks were about to get a freebie. Not because Jack particularly cared about them, for all he knew, some of them might deserve to be blackmailed. But because if he took just the Jankowski letter, Cordova would know who was behind this little visit. Jack didn't want that. With everything destroyed or damaged beyond repair, Cordova could only guess. Burning the pile would have been best, but the guy lived in a tight little Williams Bridge neighborhood in the Upper Bronx. Lots of nice old post-war middle-class homes stacked cheek by jowl in a neat grid. If Cordova's place burned, it wouldn't burn alone. So Jack had come up with another way. He held one of the Snapple bottles at arm's length as he unscrewed the cap. Even then the sharp odor stung his nose. Sulfuric acid. Very carefully, this stuff would burn right through his latex gloves, he began to sprinkle it on the pile, watching the glossy surfaces of the photos smoke and bubble, the papers turn brown and shrivel. He'd used up most of the first bottle and the room was filling with acrid smoke when he heard the front door slam three floors below. Cordova? Checked his watch, about a quarter past midnight. In the past week or so that Jack had been shadowing him, Cordova had hit a neighborhood bar over on White Plains Road three times, and on each night he'd hung till 1 a.m. or later. If that was Cordova downstairs, he was home at least an hour early. Damn him. Dumped the rest of the acid from the first bottle and sloshed the contents of the second over the pile, then left them atop the filing cabinet. Now to get out of here. Wouldn't be long before Cordova detected the stink. Opened the window and slid out onto the roof looked around. He'd planned on leaving as he'd entered through the back door. Now he was going to have to improvise. Jack hated to improvise. Looked over at the neighboring roof. Pretty close, but close enough to... Through the open window behind him, he heard Cordova's heavy feet pounding up the stairs. Another glance at the neighboring roof. Guessed it was going to have to be close enough. Hauling in a deep breath, Jack took three running steps down the shingled slope and leaped. One sneakered foot, then the other, landed on the opposing roof and found traction. Without pausing to congratulate himself, Jack used his forward momentum to keep going, his rubber soles slipping and scraping up the incline toward the peak. A loud, whiny, no, followed by a bellow of rage and dismay echoed from Cordova's house, but Jack didn't turn to look didn't want Cordova to see his face. Then he heard a shot and almost simultaneously felt the slug zing past his ear. Cordova had a gun. Jack had figured he'd have one somewhere, but hadn't expected him to shoot up his own neighborhood. Two miscalculations tonight. He hoped he hadn't miscalculated on getting home alive. Dove over the peak of the roof and slid down toward the gutter, the shingle shredding the palms of his latex gloves and wearing away the front of his nylon windbreaker like an electric sander. Halfway to the gutter, he slowed his slide and angled his body ninety degrees. That slowed him a little more. Further angling around allowed him to get his foot in the gutter and stop altogether. Not home free yet, 
still two stories up, with Cordova no doubt pelting down his stairs and heading for the street. Plus, this house was occupied, probably with two families, since that seemed the rule around here. He could see the glow of lights turning on inside. He was sure the owners were dialing 911 right now to report the racket on their roof. Probably thought he was a clumsy second-story burglar. Jack peeked over the gutter and positioned himself over a dark window, slid off the roof feet first and belly down, easing his weight onto the gutter. It groaned and creaked and sagged as he hung by his fingers. Before it could give way, he managed to place his feet on the window sill and let that take his weight. Eased himself into a crouch to where he could grip the sill with his hands, then dropped again. He clung to the sill only a second or two, poising his feet a mere six feet off the ground, then let go. He twisted in the air and hit the ground running. His sneakers...